0: welcome into the Irish NFL show presented by Matchbook betting exchange and also trust gaming before we start tonight on Championship Sunday we're presented by Matchbook betting exchange 20 pound 20 euro gives you a welcome offer uh, money back as cash if your first bet loses Irish NFL show is the code T's and Caesar below and we have a great offer anytime touchdown scores coming later on in the show Championship Sunday weekend preview column Cronin welcome in how are you, you excited Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, last weekend was probably the greatest weekend to play
1: football we've ever had. I cannot wait to see. The NFL always finds new ways to excite us, new ways to surprise us. So I am looking forward to seeing what these two games have
0: this weekend and four fascinating teams, two brilliant matchups. Absolutely. And. Thank you to thousands of people who watched us last weekend. Brian and Mark will be in at some point in the show as well. Got Jeff Reinbold and our game picks coming up. First guest tonight is an afternoon host on ESPN 1530 and also on the radio in Cincinnati and a contributor to Athletics. We're delighted for the first time uh, ever to welcome in Mo Egger to the Irish NFL show. Mo, a hell of a weekend to uh, make your debut in the show, my friend.
2: <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Your team wins and suddenly people want to talk to you, so that's kind of cool. <laughs>
0: Uh, Mo, have you ever had the chance to come to Ireland before?
2: No,, uh, it, it's funny because a buddy of mine for his job ended up having to go to Dublin for eight months. And so I swore I was gonna go visit. I swore I was gonna go see him and and we just we couldn't make it it happen. but uh, i've I've wanted to go for a long time. I've actually seen the Bengals play in London twice. And uh, we were trying to figure out a way to do a side trip to Ireland and it fell apart as well. But I I badly want to go.
1: Who knows, Mo, maybe you'll uh, be visiting with the Lombardi Trophy in uh, the yes. next, uh, next time you come <laughs> over. Uh, look, what a, what a season, as Michael has said. And, you know, I suppose there were people who thought that the Bengals might go to the playoffs before the season began. And then um, there were, but there were plenty of doubters and there were plenty of people who said that, they, that things should have been different in the draft. And people questioning Zach Taylor. Talk to us, I suppose, about the feeling in Cincinnati right now. This team stands on the, the precipice of the, the Super Bowl uh, going into Kansas City. Okay, it's away an arrowhead, but this is a team I don't think they're going to have any fear of the Chiefs, right? Yeah, you know, I
2: don't think the team is afraid of anybody, and I think that emanates from the quarterback. You know, J- Joe Burrow is just I- – I think he has very slowly started to change the mindset here among fans, where in Cincinnati we always expect the the other shoe to drop, if you will. We always are wondering what's lurking around the corner that's going to sort of bring on doom and gloom, and Joe has sort of come to town and, and basically – Look, I don't care about the past. I don't care about what the Bengals haven't been able to do in the past. We're we're going to be we're we're different. This is a new era. We're going to get going and we're going to be good. And so I, I don't I don't know. They're playing an opponent they just beat less than four weeks ago, and and offensively had their way with for much of that game. So there's every reason for this team to be confident about the matchup. The environment is going to be very very challenging. And look, at the end of the day it's Patrick Mahomes, who's the most uh, gifted, at least uh, in terms of physical gifts quarterback uh, on the planet. But, you know, you asked about what it's like here. Uh, you know, i I'm, you guys know, I'm sure, but this is a city with that, a history of, of bad NFL fortunes. The Bengals have obviously never won a championship. It's been more than three decades since they made it this far. And before they beat the Raiders, it had been 31 years since they won a, a, a one playoff game. So, the the history of losing has sort of loomed over this franchise and loosed, loomed over the city to an extent for a while. And so there's just nothing but giddiness and happiness and and excitement. And much of it's based on the opportunity in front of the Bengals on Sunday, much of it's based. I just think in the sense that this is the start of something sustainable and the start of something that could be, Kind of a recurring thing, the Bengals, at least playing in the playoffs and ideally playing in more AFC championship games and, and maybe playing in more than one Super Bowl and maybe even winning more than one Super Bowl. And it's, it's so interesting how in this sport, one person can just drastically change the mindset. Joe Burrow has done that, and by extension, this team has done that. At the same time, uh, I think Sunday's also being looked at as an opportunity that you don't know. Uh, When it's going to come around again, you you only get so many chances for something special. And as much as we could talk about how good the Bengals might be moving forward, we simply don't know. What we do know is they've got a chance on Sunday to get to a Super Bowl. And so I do think there's something to be said about, hey, you don't know when you're going to have a shot at this again. You better take advantage when you do.
0: You mentioned there the couple of the couple of London games you've been to. Mo, I we had Elise Jesse on last week, and I was telling her mm-hmm. the first London game I had been to was at Washington Cincinnati game. And yeah. I'll never forget texting my wife at like eight o'clock in London, going, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that team's come a long way, Mo. It's come a long way since then. But I still like and this is the thing about the Bengals, I think, for European fans, they've such a likable fan base. And you know, they've they've obviously come a long way from the days of Andy Dalton, but it's just been, it's been an intriguing few years.
2: You know, it has, I go back uh, to the game in London two years ago, the Bengals were playing the Rams. Uh, Cincinnati was 0 and 8, I think coming into that game. And, and there was every reason to not want to go. There was every reason to not, if you're a Bengals fan in London, go, yeah, you know what? They were here in 2016. I've kind of moved on. and And yet it was, it was remarkable. Uh, to run into so many loyal Bengals fans from, from that part of the world. It wasn't just folks from the UK. I met a, a gentleman from Germany who talked about Cincinnati uh, in terms that I I I was I was shocked to hear. He just he's like, wow, you're you're from Cincinnati. It's like, yeah. Uh, so but the enthusiasm for the Bengals was really cool. And it I mean to me that that goes to show why so many of us have longed for this team to be good again, For long, have longed for this team to give fans a payoff for their patience because there are so many people around the world who care deeply about this team uh, despite its relatively checkered history. And so for folks like that and folks obviously here in town to have that payoff, uh, to have this to rally around and be excited about is really cool. And I think all of us thought it was going to happen at some point I think if you would have said to me two years ago uh, when I was in London, uh, within the next two years, your team is going to be 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl, I would have said, well, did the rest of the league contract? What happened? And yet here we are. It's, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, no team in the history of the league has ever won six games in two seasons combined and then in the third year played in a conference championship game, and the Bengals have done that, and it's it's pretty remarkable.
1: Absolutely. And obviously, look, we talked about Burrow and, and his influence just not just on in the team but um and the franchise, but maybe on, on the city. But I suppose the, you know, the offense and we, we might talk more, but the other thing that has stood out to me this year, watching the the Bengals from here, is Trey Hendrickson and how good he has been. And a guy who I suppose with um you know early in his career, he had that breakout year in, in 2020, and and maybe some people had concerns, could he continue? continue that he <laughs> not only has he continued it he set a, a new career year can you talk to us about Hendrickson and maybe his impact and and I suppose how you think that the the Bengals defense will approach the game at the weekend
2: yeah you know uh Trey has been I I think he'll go down as one of the best free agent acquisitions in this team's history and you know there's something to be said about how the Bengals have historically not really embrace free agency until the last two years and they've done a really good job of acquiring players especially on defense who have come in and made a difference and I'm not sure there's anybody on that list who's done more than Trey Hendrickson and you're right if you looked at what he did in New Orleans last year certainly you could respect what he did statistically but you know we we did sort of a a dive into well okay why did he suddenly have this breakout season and the reality was there were a lot of sacks that he picked up on Thurn and Longs, where the team had no choice but to pass, and he beat his guy. He had some coverage sacks. So, yeah, there were legitimate questions about, well, did, did you get a guy who had this sort of outlier, insanely good year that was in part a byproduct of the defense that he had been on, or is he a guy who's just now starting to ascend? And the answer has obviously been the latter. He has been a difference maker for this team. And remember, they let Carl Lawson go in free agency, and Carl had a good year last year. And so there's a lot of people who viewed that as a minus, a step down. Uh, maybe you would have rather had Carl Lawson. And unfortunately for Carl, he got injured during training camp with the Jets. And we, we didn't get a chance to do a at least a 2021 side-by-side comparison. But uh, Trey has been better than anybody ever could have expected. He's been their best pass rusher. And they're going to need him to have a big game on, on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, this defense... Um, I think the key to what we've seen here in the second, uh, these two playoff games, number one, they've gotten huge play from their linebackers. That's got to continue on Sunday. This is a team that for years, my biggest complaint was how bad they've been at linebacker. Jermaine Pratt had the game ending pick against Las Vegas. Logan Wilson had the game changing pick against Tennessee. Those guys are going to have to have an impact. The Bengals statistically are one of the worst teams in the NFL at giving up yardage to to tight ends over the middle. George Kittle gashed him. Mark Andrews gashed him. Uh, Darren Waller of Las Vegas had a good game in the regular season. Travis Kelsey is in a class by himself. And so I really wonder how are they going to uh, uh, sort of account for him. The other name I think to pay attention to is Jesse Bates. And Jesse Bates last year was, I thought, their best player. And a guy that we spent a lot of time this past offseason talking about the Bengals giving a huge contract to because Jesse believes, and a lot of people believed, he might be the best safety in football. Well, in the regular season, he was up and down. Uh, There were times I thought he was okay. There were times where I thought he performed very, very poorly. In the postseason, he's been excellent. He set the tone for Saturday against Tennessee with that pick to start the game. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs can beat you downfield. Kansas City Chiefs can also beat you with a lot of yards after the catch. I think that puts a great premium on safety play. You look at Von Bell, but if Jesse Bates can play the way he has the first two games, uh, then I think this defense has a chance to not stop Kansas City. You're not going to do that, but to at least slow them down and limit the big plays. It's
0: going to be such a great game. And and one thing, please correct me if I'm wrong, we've seen uh, Paul Brown Stadium. They've tried to replicate the noise from Arrowhead over the last couple of days i mean man yeah. even last week watching that bills chiefs game the, the sound is crazy
2: you know i was i was lucky enough to go to a game in 2018 the bengals played there on a sunday night and they were curb stomped by by that chiefs team that was just sort of coming together and uh, i knew arrowhead stadium had a reputation for being loud it was easily uh, the loudest nfl environment that i've ever been in so It's it's real. What what I would say is, though, Joe Burrow has played in the Southeastern Conference in college football. He's played in stadiums that have one hundred thousand people. He's played in uh, championship games. He's played in tough environments. And so I think in terms of just the intimidation factor of the environment itself, I tend to think that's not going to be a huge deal. But in a game like this, especially when you're a quarterback coming off a nine sack game, communication is going to be at a premium and so you're going to have to figure out a way to work through some of the crowd noise issues I know it's something they've been uh, they've they've been addressing all week long but it's it's going to be a variable that's there and I think it always is there when you play Kansas City um Buffalo h- had the benefit of playing at Arrowhead Stadium earlier this year the Bengals uh have not and so that's going to be worth paying attention to uh, there's no doubt about it
1: and I suppose then, look, we, we've talked a little bit about Burrow, but in terms of how you think that the, the Bengals are going to approach this, I saw um, some stats in terms of the, the matchup just a few weeks ago, and it was all stuff to, towards the sidelines. Burrow did not attack the, the middle of the field at all. Do you expect kind of that's going to be the, the game plan uh, again this time around?
2: Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the Chiefs do with Jamar Chase, because I know if a guy went off for 266 yards and three touchdowns against me the first go around, I'd say, well, defensively, we're not going to let that happen. And so Jamar, you know, he he picked up his yardage in a variety of different ways, but you, you tend to think of his biggest plays this year. They've been, you know, streak routes to the outside of the field. And then you look at, okay, well, what can they do in the middle of the field? That's where you look for Tyler Boyd uh, to, to potentially have, have a big game. I think the way the Bengals handle this is going to be really, really interesting because uh, th- at the end of the year, they opened things up and they threw the ball more on first down and they certainly did against Kansas city. And the fact that they were playing from behind so often might've had something to do with that. If you were to ask Bengals fans, what's your biggest complaint about this team? They would say that sometimes the offense gets a little bit too conservative and they run a little bit too uh, frequently on early downs, 21 times on first and second down against Las Vegas with pretty limited effectiveness. So I think one of the interesting things about this game is going to be how do they come out? Are they going to come out and say we're winning a shootout and so we're going to go maybe empty backfield and Joe, we're going to give you five passing targets and you're going to have to make the right read? Or is it we're not winning in Kansas City if we don't run the football effectively, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, try to slightly at least win the the time of possession battle? And and I can see Cincinnati approaching this from, from either standpoint. Remember, what skewed things in the first game was they were down 14 nothing, and it felt like for a while, if Cincinnati was going to win the game, they would have to score on every single possession. Is that the plan moving forward? And if it is, then I think you're going to see him throw it all over the joint. I think you're going to see him throw it in the middle of the field and try to get C.J. Uzama going. I think you'll try to see them throw the ball to Joe Mixon. And I think you can throw uh, to your running back against this Kansas City defense, and obviously you're going to take advantage of your targets on the outside. But I've seen the Bengals go conservative before, and so I don't think it's going to surprise anybody if, uh, if, if this team goes conservative and look as, as you and I sit here right now, um, unless something has happened this morning, uh, Tyron Matthew was still in the NFL's concussion protocol and his absence was, uh, uh, uh you, you couldn't escape it in watching the Buffalo game. Those Kansas city secondary guys look like they had just met each other that day. They sorely missed somebody in the middle of the field. And so if I'm a chiefs fan, we still have a couple of days and my guess is he will play but if for some reason he can't go, then I think you're you're going to see Cincinnati just do everything they can to kind of do what Buffalo did and find holes in the middle of the field in that secondary.
0: Well, you've been extremely generous for your time. I know it's an extremely busy time for you guys over in Cincinnati. Just just finally, uh, what's the vibe like? Because any Bengals fan I've talked to, I said, oh, I. Would you go to L.A. in a couple of weeks? They're all saying, no, I'll, I'll if we win, I'll, I'll go to Cincinnati. So what's the vibe like there? And uh, who have you got for this game on Sunday? Surely you're picking the Bengals, yeah?
2: Well, the, the vibe here is incredible. Uh, and, and look, it, it always is when you have an NFL team that's playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sure the vibe in Kansas City is pretty insane as well. But uh, the unexpected nature of this, the fact that they've, they've never won a title, the, the fact that nobody expected this team to be very good this year, I think has added a dimension to it that is it just sort of amplified the excitement um, in, in terms of of the game itself. You know, there there's there's the part of me that says, uh, God, I, I don't know that I could pick against Joe Burrow. I certainly think the Bengals are going to cover the seven points. I, I think that's I, I, I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about taking the over in this game. There's a handful of prop bets that I think could be pretty interesting. I think it's hard to pick uh, the Bengals to win the game outright against Kansas City, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, there's what my heart wants. There's what my head says. If there was, if this was almost any opponent in the NFL, I think I would pick Kansas City to beat them in their building. But what I've said all week long is if, if you give me a chance with Joe Burrow having the ball in his hands and the Bengals within a score in the fourth quarter I'm going to feel pretty good about my chances. So from a Cincinnati standpoint, yes, you would love it if you could play from ahead and blow them out. If this game is in doubt in the fourth quarter and Joe's got the ball in his hands, I think Bengals fans should be pretty good. And I at least hope we get that. And I think we get something pretty close to that on Sunday.
1: (sighs) Yeah, we well, certainly I think it's going to be a fascinating matchup. I know in Ireland we love an underdog, so I know there'll be plenty <laughs> of people uh, on this little island uh, cheering on the the Bengals. And look, when it comes to this time of the year, you always want to see the best players go up against one another. And I think in Mahomes versus Borough, you have two of the top quarterbacks, not just in the AFC, but across the the NFL. So, Mo, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us and enjoy the game on Sunday.
2: Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me.